Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out fivereasonsports.com. All free. You've seen these paywall models. They don't work. People want free content. You can get it. All South Florida sports on our website. We've added a bunch of new contributors to Jamie Levy, Janelle Moore. Um, we've mixed it up quite a bit in terms of adding some soccer content, some baseball content whenever that comes back. But of course, you can get our heat content. Our guy Brady Hawk writes a lot on there. I'm going to start writing again. Leif is going to start writing again. So check out fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you spell it out. You can get all of our podcasts there, including three yards per carry. Balls cast, light skin opinions just did a crossover episode. Uh, Shula Bowl podcast still going strong. Check out those and our YouTube channel and our merchandise entire month. $30, you spend $30, you get 10% off. So that's basically two shirts. There will be a little bit of a delay because of COVID, but you will get the shirts eventually. I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All of our sponsors are local. All of them are Miami sports fans. One of them is our guy, Mark, over at You Break It, Wheel Fix It. It's a wheel repair and remanufacturing company. They do powder coating for custom color changes on wheels. You can find them at youbreakitwheelfixit.com. Excuse me, youbreakitwheelfix.com. No it. Tired of your wheels? Give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them a new color. You can even do the vice colors for the Miami Heat. He's got something coming out on the Dolphins this week with the Dolphins colors too. So we're going to put that up on our Instagram page and on Twitter. Are your wheels faded and scratched? Renew them with their in-house wheel refinishing. Repair damaged wheels that are curbed, bent, or cracked. They've got 15 years of experience. And they're right there in North Miami, real close to our office actually. 1861 Northeast 146th Street. That's, that's North Miami. 1861 Northeast 146th Street, 305-748-0112. That's 305-748-0112. You break it, wheelfix.com. And if you mention five reasons wheels, not just five reasons, five reasons wheels, you'll get 10% off four wheels, whether you want to repair them or refinish them. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor. A Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back. We've got the whole crew tonight because this is an important episode. Alex Toledo, Alphonse Sydney. Again, check out the LSO Ballscast crossover which is really cool i finally finished it today um slim's a piece of work that's all i'll say <laughs> um but we've actually got an important topic as you know as important as anything in sports can be right now because of everything that's going on i mean the last night where i was talking about doing this episode and then obviously we saw what happened in atlanta um and so there are so many issues in the country right now whether it's covid which is certainly not over in fact it seems to be getting worse um, obviously you have, you know, these horrible police, uh, shootings and killings, um, around the country, um, that have led to the protests that we've seen. 
Um, and obviously, we've got an economic crisis where the country is clearly in a recession and still could be heading for worse. So three things going on at the same time. And in that context, the NBA doesn't seem to mean that much. But the NBA is affected by it. So what happened over the past couple of days, <laughs> excuse me, guys, and you guys can speed me up on this if you need to. What happened over the past couple of days was we thought there was going to be a season. Uh, July 31st in Orlando, 22 teams in the bubble, close family, but really no one else. All the players have to stay on Disney properties. They can't leave. Even the media, I can tell you because I've inquired about this, the media, you've got to stay there for three and a half months if you want to cover this thing uh, in a real way. And this is supposed to start on July 31st and end roughly early October. I think the last game for the finals could have been October 12th. We thought it was smooth sailing. Then reports from Woe, Shams, and others that Kyrie Irving, who is out right now, but is the vice president of the NBA Players Association, had a conference call with about 80 players in which they expressed concerns about the plan. The way that it was put out there at first was that most of the concerns were related to the social justice issues that obviously are going around, that are, you know, forefront in the news right now. However, there were other things that were discussed in that call that came out over the next couple of days. We're going to discuss on this podcast, we're going to discuss Kyrie Irving as a messenger. We're going to discuss whether the NBA players' concerns are valid. We're going to discuss whether they should play or not or make some kind of a stand. I'm going to go to you on this first, you first on this, Alf, because you and I were having a little bit of an argument about this on, on uh, text the other day. Your thoughts on the call, on Kyrie Irving being the one to lead it, and where this is going, what the end game is. Uh, my thoughts are, first of all, I just think, I think too, people, too many people are worried about the fact that it's Kyrie and, you know, he, the whole flat earth thing. I think he's seen as a little bit flaky and stuff like that. And that's, I understand that, right? But I really just don't feel, uh, I feel like it's more important to hear what he's saying and to understand what he's saying. And honestly, this is the time, and I think people just really need to learn that this is the time to listen. Like, and that's my biggest thing. It's, we, we have all, we, we, you know, we get mad when Laura Ingram says shut up and dribble, but then we say flat earth guy can't have his opinion on uh, social justice and wanting to play basketball or not shouldn't count or should be, should be lessened by the fact that he has said some crazy things in the past. No, sit back, listen, right? Not everything deserves a hot take. And that's been my biggest problem with the whole thing. Like we're treating this like a sports debate, you know, like yes. and the, 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 the issue that me and the, the, you and I had, I didn't like your tweet where you said LeBron is right. And cause to my, my thing is like, there's no sides right now. This mm -hmm. isn't Skip Bayless versus uh, Shannon Sharp. Like <laughs> that's not what this is. This is black men going through a traumatic situation and they are feeling it out and trying to figure out the best thing to do. And right now, white allies need to sit back and listen. And you can report on what's happening, but interjecting your opinions right now are just is just unneeded. It's un it's, it's 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 almost like just shut up. <laughs> Let us deal with it. If 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 Kyrie is just some outlier and none of the other players agree with him, it will come to light. But it, there's a lot of there's you know there's a lot of uh, white sports writers. That who who are genuinely allies and they've done a lot of the right things throughout this whole uh, this whole uh, George Floyd incident and even before then, but they've decided that now is a time to say, well, you know, I think, I feel, they should. No, shut up. 
<laughs> like the players have come to the table and decided that they, you know, it seems like a large majority of the players want to go to Orlando and play. And that was the most important thing that these, you know, a majority black, a majority black league decided that, yes, they want to play despite everything that's going on. A lot of them want to use the platform. But the ones that don't, the conscientious, the conscientious objectors, like we need to listen to them. And if they want to stay home, that's, they have every single right. And Alex, that's where I come from on this. Alex, I'm going to go to you and then I'm going to get to some of the concerns with Kyrie. And I respect everything you're saying out, but I want a chance to respond to some of it. And I think I, this may be colored somewhat by what you said to me on a text, which is that I've dealt with Kyrie personally. And so I don't know if that makes me more or less qualified to speak on this, to be honest, because I may have a little bit of a bias on him because I dealt with him. <laughs> uh, but I, it goes beyond flat earth for me. Okay. But Alex, have your say. And then I want to respond to some of that. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm everything I'm about to say is in defer me to Alf because I'll really put it perfectly. Right. I, I completely agree that Kyrie is an imperfect messenger. And I think that's something that comes up a lot in, in situations like this that are real that, you know, we look to, to bring down the messenger instead of, you know, just talking and listening about what he's actually trying to tell you. And this is obviously something that everybody can agree is a serious topic. And at the same time, it's like, I, I, I just really did. I took offense to the way that it was reported. It, it was turned into this thing where, you know, Kyrie was literally framed as a disruptor and it became about him. And that's what was just made me roll my eyes about it. I've been dreading even having this conversation not because of any of you, just because it's already, I, you know what happens with social media, right? You get that social media burnout of like, oh, you see the conversation for two, three days and, and you're over it already. But I, I really was upset about it because Kyrie did not deserve to get, you know, kind of just become the topic of the night like that when it's something that obviously many other players have been thinking about and, and, and were able to talk about. And it just became into this whole other story about Kyrie and whether he's the right messenger and, clowning him and, and instead of what it's actually about and the, the all it comes down to is this whole plan is flaky as hell it has holes all over the place and Kyrie mm -hmm. should not be getting you know the brunt of this because it's a serious topic and at the end of the day it's just going to end up coming down to you know the majority of the players like you said are probably going to want to return and the money is in place everybody benefits from the money even if there's more nuance to it than that it's probably still going to happen that's probably but at the end of the day Kyrie's right about it there's holes everywhere in their, in their flaky return plan. All right. Now let me get to this on the overall merits. I agree with both of you. I think that it was made into a Kyrie situation, by the way, it was reported by the national guys. I mean, it was basically it sounded almost like Kyrie was feeding this. He wasn't, but he was feeding it to the national guys because he was the only person whose comments were reported to anybody else. Uh, at all. I didn't see what Chris Paul, Chris Paul was on the call. I didn't see what he said. I'm assuming Andrea Guadalla was on the call. He's, he's part of uh, executive council. Had and, to be. Right. So, I mean, uh, there were a lot of guys on the call who, who said a lot of different things. Let me get to why I reacted the way I reacted about Kyrie as messenger. And then let's get into what I think happened here, which is that a call that had to do with a lot of different things that the players are concerned about many, many different things got portrayed about just one thing. And then that's when LeBron, you know,'s comments, which came out through Sam Amick, who I know who those came from, because it would have been the same person I would have got them from. Uh, Sam and I had a lot of the same sources with LeBron. Uh, 
um, you know, we're basically, you know, LeBron has decided that he wants to use, you know, this as a platform, which we've talked about. In fact, we talked on the, on a previous podcast, Alf, I think about the optics. We were like the first ones to mention this, that I heard like the optics of them being in Orlando whenever while everything's going on in the country. Okay. So we've been out in front on this. All right. So we're not trailing, but here's why I had a problem with Kyrie as the messenger. There there, there are the basic things that everybody talks about. Flat Earth, I don't give a damn about. I don't care what his beliefs are about the Earth. It makes no difference to me. Oh, he's a flake in some ways. Fine. A lot of people have strange beliefs. That the, who cares? He ended up walking back to Flat Earth stuff. If he, I remember he, correctly, he, he he did. Okay, and bad teammate. Okay, fine. He's a bad teammate. That's not. But the issues I had with him being the voice of this is a, he's not playing. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I don't know if he could have played or not played, but he's, he's, not, he, he's not one of the people putting his – we're just talking about the COVID risk, putting his body on the line in this particular situation. So that's why – that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, that struck me. But the bigger reason was Kyrie's gotten paid, okay? I mean, he, he got maxed. And he made – some of his comments make no sense. Like, he, he was talking about the disparity between player salaries. I mean – did Kyrie not take a max? Like, I don't know what he's talking about with that. Like, uh, is his feeling that the NBA is somehow unfair to black players? No, the top level players in the league in terms of salary are black. Okay. So, okay. There's some players on the lower end of the salary scale who are also black, but it's, I mean, it's a zero sum game. It's a salary cap. So I, I, I didn't understand any of that. And the other thing is he has less at risk. He has less at risk. My, you know, and, and, and listen, I, I, mean, I I agreed with a lot of that. Like I tweeted about the fact that, listen, like I respect Kyrie's opinion, but before I take, you know, I take this super seriously, like they're not going to play the season. I want to hear from guys who are uh, free agents in the next year or mm -hmm. two, or who actually are going to play or on a contending team. Um, like, you know, the Dwight Howard thing is a little bit more impactful for me because he has a chance to win a title this year. And mm -hmm. I, like you said, I know he walked a little bit of it back. But that's not – it came off – it was coming off different, right? I feel like there was a nuanced way to go about it, and I feel like a lot of people skipped the nuance and went straight to Kyrie bashing or went to picking sides. Or you had, uh, you had white journalists telling Kyrie and telling black players how to use this platform for good. Well, maybe they don't – you don't – it's time to stop telling people how to protest or how to be upset or how to be angry. So whether, you know, you want, you know, if you want to question Kyrie's motives, like it's just right now to me, it's just not the time. You know, I think there's, there's time, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. And we're like, like I said before, we're treating it like some kind of sports debate when it's not. So yes, we can, we can go back and we can look at Kyrie's motives and we can look at the fact that he doesn't have as much skin in the game as some of these other guys. But I don't think Kyrie came out there saying, you know, anybody who plays is a race traitor. Like, that's not what Kyrie said. Kyrie was stating his own, um, his own uh, reticence to, to, to starting the NBA season. And Understood, he's but Alf, some of it, like, this, is, this thing about it's somewhat fishy. What is he even talking? The, the problem with – and look, it could have gotten translated back in a way where it wasn't exact, okay, because people are saying this is what was said on a call. But I don't even know – 
the problem with him as a messenger, it's not just motive. I'm not saying he has bad motives, although he doesn't have skin in the game. Okay, and I dealt with Kyrie, like I said, and I don't know if that makes me a better or worse person to speak on this. I mean, I did not have great interactions with him that year. In Cleveland, there are players I haven't had great interactions with. There are other players I have. Okay, I was a LeBron guy. I came up to Cleveland for that first year, and Kyrie was frosty to anybody who was a LeBron guy that first year. It just was the way it was. But I found him to be the word that was used for him a lot, and it played out later, was disingenuous. He's disingenuous in general. Okay, that's been my interaction. And so – I'm, I'm not saying he should have been the only face or voice for this. And I think he was done a disservice by the way it was reported. But my initial reaction when it's going to be Kyrie is, okay, I've had these experiences with him. Other people have had these experiences with him. They seem to be consistent experiences. He doesn't have any skin in the game. <laughs> He's not playing. His team can't compete for anything. He's already been paid. So, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to squash the message. Maybe he was doing a positive thing here. But every time you do – but, see, Ethan, every time we discount him, yeah. you're squashing the message. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, you're, 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 this, is a, this is something that's so much bigger than basketball to, to a lot of these young men, right? Mm-hmm. To me personally, like, I, I've, 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 I've talked to you on the side. I've talked to Alex about my struggles even doing a basketball podcast right now. Right, right. Like, I feel like it's so ridiculous it, it, it's certain, to a certain point. Like, I just – I think it's so unnecessary and silly. But at the same time, I know there are people that have supported us and want to continue to hear us talk basketball. And, because, and just because of them and because of the fact that I, I want – you know, I want this podcast to do what I want the network to do well – I'm going to continue doing the podcast, but it feels silly to me. And now if somebody came to me and if I said, you know, I am no longer doing five on the floor because I don't feel like right now is the time. And then someone's like, let's say someone went back and brought up some of my old tweets or try to discount me as a messenger for what of a cause that I believe in. It, at that point, it's just not, it, you're, you're discounting what I'm saying. You're trying, you're tearing me down and my message with it. Mm-hmm. And it's not right, and it's not necessary, and it's not the time for it. It doesn't need to be done. Like I said, it would, if Kyrie is going to – if Kyrie is a lone wolf on this, or if he represented, represents about 1% of the players, like, that will come to light. It's just – to me, it's just not time to tear down the messengers on any of these things. Well, okay, but let me ask you this, and, and I think, again, this is where things got conflated. So originally when the story comes out, it was made to be about – what's happening around America in the streets right now with police, with the black community. That, that's the way it was originally portrayed. But then again, next day comes out that a lot of these young players are on a call and their major concern, which is a totally valid concern. Okay. But I'm not diminishing it. Okay. Totally valid concern is about insurance policies. Okay. Um, and making sure the guys who are getting extensions. So there's that concern. And then there's the COVID concern, which to be honest with you, I've talked to a lot of people around the league. I don't think a lot of players have expressed as much concern with that as they have with getting stuck in a bubble for three months, which again, understandable, okay? Away from a lot of their families, all right? What is this? I guess my question is, Alf and Alice, you can jump. What is, well, two things. The first question is, what, do you, what is the end game here? Like, is it for, for like someone like Kyrie, is it just getting people to listen, like you're saying? Is there something else? Because he said he would sacrifice everything for social, for social justice. What is he planning to sacrifice? I'm not sure. Okay, so what is the end game? Like, and, and the second question is, 
what is this mostly about? Is it about COVID? Is it about what's going on in the country? Um, it, or is, is it about the bubble? Is it about not being away for the families? That's what's unclear to me. And to be honest, after two days of looking at this, I'm still not sure what it is. I think it's, it's multi-layered. I mean, these are, we're talking about human beings, right? And we're talking about a number of human beings who all have different concerns. And I think you have, you probably have guys who have three or four of those concerns all piled on top of each other. It's like a real, it's a really confusing time right now. And, and these guys are getting ready for uh, an NBA playoffs. And, but at the same time, they're still human beings and they're still black men. And they, 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 they are seeing what's going on in the street and it affects them. So it's going to affect their, their feelings about starting this NBA season. Now, at the same time, like I said, I've had qualms about continuing to do this podcast. But at the end of the day, I can voice those qualms. Like, I'm allowed. Like, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to have a voice. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, whether I decide to continue to do the podcast or don't, like, that's my right. And it's also my right to have concerns. Like, I can voice my concerns and continue to do the podcast. These guys can get on a call and say, I'm worried about this, this, and that. But, hey, we're going to still go ahead and play the, play the season. So mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's multi-layered, multifaceted. Like, these guys are, yes, they're probably just, you know, the guys who have uh, title uh, aspirations are probably concerned about being in Disney World for four months. Like, it can affect their games. You know what I mean? When, when, you, when you look at it at, at, at that level, like, just on the court, the fact that their routines are going to be completely shot from what they're normal, what they're normally used to, it could affect their games. They they can miss, you know, if they can only have immediate family, they can miss their friends. You know, it's it's not it's not going to be an easy situation for anybody. And for these guys to speak up, and then for people to basically the same people that were telling Laura Ingram not to tell LeBron to, sh- to shut up and dribble are telling these guys shut up, play the uh, play the season, and wear a don't I can't breathe T-shirt, and you'll fix everything. Like it's it's honestly it's insulting. Mm-hmm. It's like some of the ways some of the, a lot of the writers have come off, and a lot of the fans too. Like a lot of the fan, like there are fans out there that just completely have disgusted me. Like I I I, I you know you guys know Chef Trilly on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. he has made he has made such good points about just how disgusting fans have been about this whole thing. And fans that if you look at three posts before that were screaming Black Lives Matter until it got in the way of their basketball. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're all coming at this self. Like, I'm selfish. I selfishly want the season to come back. And, and we all need to realize where our, where our intentions are coming from. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we as a network need the season to come back. Yeah, I but... Mean, I, I, I mean, it's very... It's, it's very I mean, I'm, I'm honest about that. I, I guess one of the points that I was trying to make on this is that, you know, again, I, I don't think it's as much you know, shut up and entertain us. I, I really don't. I think for some fans, yes, it is. Okay. There's no question. And there, and there are fans that, that, that think they're very progressive, but when push comes to shove, they're not. And so, yeah, for some fans it is, but I also think, and this point has been made by players in the league. And I think Austin rivers made this point. I know that people went after Austin rivers about some other stuff today, but the, the other point is this, like, I mean, the reality is, I mean, this is the livelihood of these players, okay? This is where the platform came from. And if you destroy the platform, okay, if you basically take the season off, not, not again, because you want to, but because you've decided that these factors weigh too much. If you take the season off, you stay out of the spotlight for all this period of time. Salaries crash in the league. Revenue crashes in the league. Your platform gets smaller. It just does. And so that's my question is like, uh, you know, 
you know, I think there are a lot of players, and this was when I spoke to some agents who didn't like the NBA's plan, but were like, we really have no choice because some of them represent smaller time players. They're like, if we don't do that, I mean, you, you know, players are going to look at their salaries in the next couple of years and be like, what the hell happened? And, and I do think so. So it's not, so this point that's being made, and you guys know I'm a player's guy, not an owner's guy, I, completely, 100%. But people are making the point that it's players just playing for a bunch of rich billionaires who don't care about them. The, the revenue split in the NBA is 50, 50. Okay, <laughs> you know, so sorry, I, that's not, no, but I, Alex, go ahead. But that's so, so it's not as much as I'd love to go after the owners. I always go after the owners. It's not fair to say that this is just playing to entertain the rich white man up in the owner's box. It, this league, it's not, it, the players are empowered in this league. I mean, I think all of those things are kind of second, third, fourth, however you want to list them behind the actual point, which is the fact that, what, what, is your, what is your timeline? How has your Twitter timeline generally been over the past two, three weeks? It's been, it, it, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's not going to stay in the same way. That focus is not going to be held once the NBA comes back because you know damn well that the whole timeline is going to be filled with basketball talk. It's going to take the focus away a lot from the conversation. Like, there's just so much momentum right now, which is why I believe it's more than fair for them to be really discussing it. Like, they have to... Maybe you could say, you know, they should have discussed this before the players union came to an agreement. Like, I think that's an obvious thing. But who, whoever's fault it is, I think doesn't really matter. It, it ends up just coming up and, and, and coming out as whataboutism. When the real point is, like I said, you want the focus to be where, where it is right now. You don't want it to be distracted. You don't want everybody talking about basketball because, yes, I guess you could use the platform for good. But at the end of the day, like, what's, what's more important, right? What's going to do more work? The actual work and momentum that's being done right now or players wearing I can't breathe shirts, like you guys said, like that? What, what weighs more? Well, I think, that, I think more can be done than I can't breathe shirts. I mean, I think – But you get it, what I'm saying? Like a lot no, of no, it but, is, but I get it. But I think that Giving players, to charities and organizations, which is great, but yeah. actual work is being done right now. You get what I'm saying? Like the, the, the awareness is already out there. Right. And that's the thing, Alex. There's not one answer, Right. So, yes, yes exactly. and that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you can't treat it like a debate where one side is right, one side is wrong. The guys that want to walk away and not play the season are not wrong. They should be like, able to. At, and if they don't want to play, they should not have to play. And I think the NBA has already agreed to that. But, the, like, but what's happening is people are bashing the guys that don't want to play. It's, it's, it's their right. And it's, it's, it's honestly. Well, how many guys really don't want to play? Like, we don't know are, yet. Uh, we have no yeah. idea. I mean, I, and the I, thing I is, like, like, Alex, you were saying that they should the players union should have said something earlier, but things are changing every day. Another black man just got shot last night. Right. Like, it changes. Like, I'm angrier today than I was a week ago. And th these guys are human beings, too. If they want to say fuck the NBA, they can say fuck the NBA. Right, and but you I, can't and you can't sit there and say, "Oh, you could have done a better job if you had showed up, worn a T-shirt, and gave a press conference." If you're the twelfth guy on the fucking bench, nobody hears what you have to say. And so, no, so it's it's not it's, it's telling guys that, "Oh, you should do this, you should do that." No, stop it! Like everyone needs to stop and telling people how to feel. Motherfuckers are angry. Like people are mad, and if if Jim Brown walked away from football. There, mm -hmm. there are numerous, um, we, we, a lot of people. Are Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Bring up Maya Moore right now. A lot of people have walked away from sports and made a bigger impact outside of sports. Well, Muhammad Ali, essentially. Muhammad Ali, essentially. Okay, so like, I mean, why are we telling guys that, no, you should play? It's for the greater good. And maybe they said, fuck the CBA. Maybe because Kyrie got his money, he's not as worried about other millionaires getting more millions. Maybe he's right. more worried about the guy on the street and wants to do more for the, for the community and doesn't think an NBA season where people decide, I can't go on a protest on a Saturday because there's, there's three playoff games today. Like, Alex is right. Do you think that? Well, I know that that point has been raised, and I understand that point. But I, but let's get off of Twitter for a second because I, Twitter is uh, we've we've talked about this. Twitter is how a percentage of the population? Seven. You no, know it's not just Twitter, man. Oh no, it's, I'm not saying it's just Twitter. So let's expand it. But let's get off of Twitter. I, do do you both think? And then I want to go to break, and I got a couple other things to get to. Do you? We didn't think we get to 30 minutes, right? Do, do you both think that the NBA coming back? is going to be a distraction, a distraction from the protests and everything else that's going on. Do, do, you, do you believe that? Not, not whether the players can do something with the platform if they play, but just that simple subject. Will it be a distraction, Alf? I think it will be, no matter what. Uh, even if you know these guys wear T-shirts, speak out before games, speak out after games, um, it's going to be a distraction. Like I know I'm going to be distracted. But there's a part of me that says, you know, there is there's there's some worth to a distraction right now. Um, I think mental health wise, I think this, this there's 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 a weight, and I feel it all the time as a black man. I feel it constantly. There's an, a consistent weight and heaviness to the world right now, and I would love to just watch a basketball game. You understand what I'm saying? Like no, I would I get, absolutely I that. love that. But at the same time, I also I also understand where Alex is coming from, where he's saying you could potentially lose the momentum of the moment. So and that's what I'm saying. There's no right answer. Like all, it's, it's also six weeks out though, Alex. Like that's I mean, it, right now, and yeah. I know Alf you're saying things change every day, but it, it's June 14th. We're talking about July 31st. I mean Nothing's going to be settled by then. We've seen progress, though, in a number of areas. I mean, there's no question that there's been more change affected in the past two weeks than we've probably seen in the past, what, since the civil rights movement. I mean, in terms of changes, <laughs> right? I mean, basically. Um, and there's obviously a lot more that needs to be done. I mean, I think the weight that's going to be lifted from the country's shoulders happens in early November, but we'll see. But, <laughs> sorry. Um, but, but, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, by end of July. I mean, so you feel distraction. You feel that people are going to, on a, they got three games to watch on a Saturday. It's going to be a lot of games, man. It's a lot of basketball games and there's going to be so much talk about it. I think everybody wants a distraction. I completely agree, by the way. Of course, I would love a distraction. I was talking about matchups and teams and, you know, different factors of how this unprecedented uh, situation would affect the teams. Just to, you know, everybody needs a distraction, right? I don't want to think about this 24-7. At the end of the day, though, if we're being honest with ourselves, this going on, uh, everybody who wants this to go on from any aspect, right, player, organization, fan, media, is for our own selfish reasons, whether it's for their reasons, which is money, you know, a, player le- a player's legacy, whatever uh, other reasons, right? Like all of it comes down to 
you know, we're, we're player health all of a sudden isn't the number one thing anymore, right? We've already discussed that in the past. Like all these things are kind of, all the more important things have been put on the back burner for the sake of the NBA coming back. Whether that's right or wrong, it's whatever. I should, I, I agree there shouldn't be a one side or the other thing. But I think that's something that we can all agree on. It's like, it's no doubt a distraction, even if you can do some good with it. I want to talk about COVID after this because I feel like that's the part that's been kind of ignored during this debate and it's a huge part of it and also kind of the other concerns that the players have before we do though another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network speaking of covid you may know someone who during this economic crisis has gone bankrupt well that person should reach out to gonzalez and tybor that's a local law firm you can find them at bankruptcy is good for you.com that's bankruptcy is good for you.com or if you call 954-678-8354 an attorney will answer your call they represent clients in South Florida, but also Orlando, Tampa, and Fort Myers. They've got consultations available via telephone or video conference. You know, bankruptcy, people talk about like it's a dirty word, but it's one of the few laws that exist to actually help consumers. The new stimulus package that was just passed, that bill made some important changes to the bankruptcy laws. So it's important to have an attorney explain the changes, especially because they've got payment plans and they've got little to no upfront fees. So you don't have much to lose in that regard. They can help you or anyone you know, like I said, if you're lucky enough to make it through COVID and everything else with no financial problems, chances are you know someone who is not that lucky. Gonzalez and Tybor can help. Even before the pandemic, a lot of people were carrying a lot of debt and living paycheck to paycheck. Bankruptcy gives them a chance to start fresh, and it does not ruin your credit. Most people, in fact, see an increase of 100 to 150 points on their credit score within a year of filing. So again, the website is bankruptcyisgoodforyou.com. That's bankruptcyisgoodforyou.com or 954-678-8354. Let's get to the other pieces here. Um, the COVID first wave isn't over. Uh, I mean, it's like, you know, there's analogies I've used that are a little bit off color. I'm not going to use here. I've used on five reasons to drink. Uh, but basically, you know, we took the protection off <laughs> before the act was completed. Um, and now, now we're reaching new highs where Florida is. Yeah. And, and now that I guess the state is, I guess, governor, you know, you know, who, has decided that maybe the truth will be told about what's going on and there is actually more testing. We're seeing the numbers skyrocket. Uh, I guess Clay Travis was wrong. We're seeing the, the numbers skyrocket in Texas, all kinds of other states around the country. I think there were 22 states where it was up. Some of that is a result Ethan, of testing. Ethan, the summer's going to kill it. The summer's going to kill it. Summer's, well, it's supposed to be gone by Easter, right? It's, it's very, 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 it's, it's nothing. We're going to end up with zero we're cases. Spiking, we're spiking and it's hot as shit outside. It's, it's ridiculous outside. And, and now, I mean, you're going to be looking at 200,000 deaths soon. 200,000 deaths, Okay. Um, we talk about what's going on in the country with obviously relationship between police officers and the black community and everything that plays into that. COVID has not gone away. It's getting worse apparently. And we haven't even hit the second wave. Herd immunity has not occurred. There's no vaccine on the horizon. I, I think we're downplaying the fact that if there's still so many people dying every day, the NBA is going to take heat for that. Are they not? Even if they're keeping the players safe. I, I, I feel like that whole issue and Alex, you touched on it because we touched on a previous pod. I felt like Adam Silver, you know, all along has been the one responsible actor in sports 
but it does feel like at a certain point he just decided we need the money. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think there's any way to deny that they went kind of like, oh yeah, we're accelerating this plan to return. All of a sudden they have like everything figured out. Yeah, look, look at this really cool protocol where everything is really organized and cool. Yeah, and it's like everybody's just trying to accept it and be cool with it. I'm like, okay, this could work. And then, but now every day, like like I said earlier, getting more and more highs, and it's just mm-hmm. there's so many holes throughout the whole thing because of COVID, because of the social unrest, because of everything wrong with the plan that obviously we, we can't fault the NBA too much as far as the plan because there's only so much they could do, right, to, to fit this situation. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, there's holes all over the place. <laughs> and I think because of the fact that there's so many, like I think we're, we're discounting just how many there are, I think that's why there's so, so many players like, wait, how did this – go through so fast is that what Kyrie was trying to say when he was saying like oh maybe something's fishy like I get that Kyrie no, I, I don't know what an ineffective communicator sometimes yeah. but I think it might have something to do with that right like maybe he was speaking out as a guy who despite being amongst the NBA's elite as like a high profile star somebody who you know is already guaranteed max money for the next few years right he doesn't have to worry about his contract was speaking up for the little guy as far as the little guys of the NBA because because like I don't know. What it, it did kind of go through fast. You get what I'm saying? Like the whole. No, no, it went, it went through really fast. I don't, you know, again, my, my experience with him, I, him sticking up for the little guy, I'm not sure. But I, I, but I, I think that when you look at the, the situation, Alf, it's like, you know, Alex is right. It, it kind of just got shoved through. Like, you know, all of a sudden, all the owners agreed to it. I mean, I, I said on a previous pod that, you know, I had talked to a couple of agents who said there were players like that didn't really know what the plan was <laughs> and then it was voted on. And, you know, not even this came out this week. Not even every player rep was on the call, um, you know, that's, about that's what was pretty going. fishy, Ethan. Well, that well, look, yeah. part, part of that is I, I again, I think this is just because Kyrie is such an ineffective communicator. I agree. But, you know, I think if Chris Paul was communicating a lot of this stuff, I really if you substitute Chris Paul for Kyrie Irving and a lot of this as the voice, I think there would have been a totally different well, reaction. Even though Chris Paul is even, probably on the other side of Kyrie on this situation. As far as the, M- the NBA players union thing, Chris Paul is probably, along with LeBron, one of the guys that helped this whole thing probably get passed through so quickly, right? Because Well, players, possibly, possibly, possibly. So that's well, what he's part, talking about, right? Part of the problem with the players union in recent years, in my opinion, is that the top-end players took it over. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I think that's what I'm like, what he's trying to say as far as fishy, like it, it, you get me like, mm-hmm. everybody's, uh, but he's one of those top end players, that, that, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like the, if you look at who used to run the players association, it was guys like James Jones, okay. Lafonso Ellis, Derek Fisher, you know, quality role players. Okay. We're basically running it. And because being part of the players association is a horrible job. Okay, I've talked to guys who've done it. Many the Heat couldn't give it away. James Jones took it because because you basically the way it works is you have to imp- you have to bring things back to the players that they don't like. They don't say anything. They don't read anything. A lot of the times he used to complain to me about this all the time. And then after it's over, they would come up to him, a lot of the players on the team, and say, "What the fuck is this? I gave you all the materials. <laughs> you didn't want to pay attention. You didn't want to come to meetings." So it's a terrible job. Most guys don't want to take it. Okay, they it's given to somebody by default. Um, with with that being said, what's happened in recent years, you basically saw in a lot of ways. I mean, the banana bloat crew minus Dwayne kind of took over the players' association, and it became very top heavy in terms of the way that it's treated issues. And so I I do think that 
if you're your point on the the guys on the end of the bench, okay, who maybe don't have as much invested, but a lot of them are guys who are looking for one year contracts, and so yeah, they, and do they need kinda, to play. They do need to play, and and that's that's the whole thing, and and that's where this gets gets really complicated. Alf, again, let's just focus on COVID. Is this responsible? Um, I I think the players can have to continue to ask questions. And I think the more questions they ask, the more concerns they raise, the safer the process will be because the NBA will react to that. To make demands too. Oh yeah, de- definitely. So that's why all this stuff is important. They need to continue, you know, just because it says July 31st doesn't mean that's set in stone, right? If they need to raise hell um, and not just the, co- the, the players, the coaches, the staffs, um, everybody that's that's going to be affected by this needs to raise raise hell and just make sure make sure that it's the safest possible situation. I mean, the problem is like you look at other countries and they're playing soccer and stuff again, but they did what they had to do. Right. We haven't, and then you right. look at Florida. We especially haven't. Um, yeah, this might be the worst state in the country to do this. It might be the worst state in the country to do it. But if they're in like like New York. Yeah, well, I mean, but, New York but is doing York, better than but, us right now. Well, because New York had leadership, but again, I, I don't want to get into political argument. But but, they, uh, but if they're insulated and and they can if they, they can make their voices heard and make uh, strides to make it as safe as humanly possible, then that's fine. But the one thing they can't do is you know shut up and dribble, <laughs> you know, right. to use a cliche, or they can't they can't be bullied by rioters telling them you know. You know, don't worry about all that. You know, you need to get back. To, you can get back on the court, and they can't get bullied by fans telling them, you know, they're selfish, uh, ignorant millionaires. Mm-hmm. They need to be as conscientious and as adamant as possible that they're in a completely safe environment. And there's never, there's no way to make it completely 100% safe. But there's, there's, there's steps that you could take to make it as safe as possible. And if, if, if the NBA has any half measures about it then they have to make it known and then they have to be able to, they have to have the, you know, the balls to refuse to play if it's not safe. Yeah. And well, the other thing is, it's the safety for the players, but it's also again, optics. If we're up to 200,000, 210,000 deaths, you know, cases are increasing. Again, it's, it's, it's whether or not you're being sympathetic to what's really going on in the country, which is the same thing we talked about in the first part of this episode. Let's get to the last part though, which is this. If some players, we've already talked about the asterisks around this season, potentially. Um, you know, Eric Spolster came out, basically echoed something I've been saying, which is that this is going to be the most challenging season for organizations because they got to put all this together when guys are coming back in and out of shape, um, when, you know, they're dealing with all these other concerns. And so it's the true test of an organization. There shouldn't be an asterisk. But I was saying that when I thought all the players were coming back to the teams that are competing. Now... <laughs> Now, if you've got some teams where you got one guy who's out for three weeks because he's on COVID protocol and you got another guy who doesn't want to play because he's decided that he wants to devote the two or three months to protesting in San Francisco or something, I mean, then the asterisks start to apply, don't they? Then doesn't it become what is this that we're actually – because it was Michael Jordan who told Adam Silver basically, don't gimmick this up. Try to play this as close to what you can, you know. But isn't that what this is then? Like, what, but, but with it's the not situation you're describing, you're, you're playing it as close to what you can because of the circumstances. Right? Well, you like, are. You so you are you playing it. But you are playing it as close to what – in other words, okay, but you're playing it as close to in playing the four out of seven series, 
trying to get to eight teams in the East and eight teams in the West, playing some regular season games. They kept it as close as they could to what it was supposed to be. But if you've got one of those teams that's got five guys who are unavailable, not because of, you know, maybe one, the hamstring pull because he came in out of shape, but you go two who decided they don't want to participate because they would rather, you know, protest or you've got, or you got two who don't want to participate because they're concerned about COVID and you got one who who can't participate because he tested positive for COVID. And so we can't play. Uh, then uh, what is this? I just don't see what that has to really do with anything. Like, I get what you're saying that obviously the whole asterisk, conver- asterisk conversation changes, but why, why is that even really being discussed? You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't understand the point of the whole asterisk thing. If there's ever a year to put an asterisk on, on, on a title, it's this year. At the end of the day, who cares, right? Like, it's, it's the world. Well, the guys are going to care. Basketball is so it's, secondary. It, the guys are going to care, and it's going to, you know, in five, six years, it's going to, it's going to come down to some of these legacy questions and Hall of Fame questions and stuff like that. So in the long term, it, it, it is a big deal if, if the season for comes sports off debate. is tainted. For sports debate. In, <laughs> that's in, what we're talking in, about, though. Today, yeah, but that's what we're talking about right now. In it the doesn't matter. Of, in the scheme of things, it didn't matter. Last year's NBA championship, in the greater scheme of things, right. doesn't matter. You know, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, we're in the toy cares? department here. Like, I, yeah, so in, in the context of the toy department, doesn't matter. That, that's that's basically what I mean. What because, like, we, we, can, we can talk about how little sports actually matters and we'd be, we'd be correct. And so, and even more so right now. So, to me, this season is more of the reason for this season is to, is to fix the CBA. <laughs> like, that's what this all is about. This, the, the most important thing about the season is that it helps out the NBA for years to come. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing if, when I look at it. Because if they don't finish out the season, they don't finish out the playoffs, you are going to be talking about a, 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 a league that you want to talk about asterisks and you want to talk about tainted seasons when teams that should have been $10 million under the cap are $10 million over. And they can't make, you know, they have to lose guys or cut guys or not, or they're not able to resign their guys. Like that, that has a big impact going forward as well. So to me, the, this, no matter who wins, no matter what happens, this is just about fixing the CBA over the next few years. And this is going to be money. You know, and money. That's well, that is, but that is, is but that is, that but is. Money. That at is the money. end of the day, it is a gimmicky season. It's going to be a tainted end, no matter what, because somebody is going to get COVID. And mm-hmm. if it's a starter on a, on a finals team, yeah. that team and its fan base is always going to say, if it's the Heat and Kendrick Nunn has COVID, Heat fans and the Heat are going to say, oh, we would have won if we had Kendrick Nunn. It doesn't, right. you know, and then let's say it's Jimmy Butler. Right. Let's say it's LeBron, and we've talked about this before. If a marquee player goes down, no, there's no way they're going to get to a, a title, uh, a champion this year. And people feel like it's 100% legitimate. It's well, people still impossible. talk about, look, people still talk about like Dwayne Wade not being himself in game seven of the 2005 Eastern Conference Finals. If he hadn't pulled a ribcage muscle, we go play San Antonio, we probably win that championship. Like you're always going to hear that stuff. But now it's just going to be compounded. Oh, this is extreme. It's extreme. extreme. It's not just, I mean, it's the injury factor, which by the way is going to be worse. It's going to be worse because guys are not going to come back in basketball shape. They may come back in shape, but they're not going to come back in the shape that they're accustomed to being in. You've got obviously the COVID situation, and then you've got obviously the social unrest in the country. You've got three major, major things um, that will affect 
whether guys are here, whether guys are into it, whether guys are going to get hurt. Um, and I'm just saying, if you've got a roster where, you know, you have a team, let's say Milwaukee, okay, and let's say you've got Milwaukee, which was the best team in the league this year, and let's say Giannis gets COVID. I mean, Giannis extreme. Let's say Chris Middleton gets COVID, okay, and let's say that you've got two guys on the team who say that they don't want to participate for one reason or another. It's hard to say it's legitimate. And I understand, Alex, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. I get that. But, again, I, people are, are watching to watch a product that they can believe in, right? That's where the money comes from, right? The TV revenue. And I saw that Turner re-upped, which is positive for the NBA. Uh, but there's it, no doubt they're getting crazy ratings because I also don't believe that there's going to be that many high-profile guys sitting out as far as the, the, right. the ones on, on big contenders. That's what we heard, right? Is that those are the ones that have been a little bit more motivated are the teams that are on obviously the Well, I have heard it and I've I've reported, so I got a little scared when I saw this report about, you know, BAM, because I've heard consistently that the Heat guys were all in. I mean, I've heard that from three different people. Now, again, Andre Iguodala has a place on the on the executive council of the Players Association, but I haven't heard anything, and I've heard that Jimmy has been pushing guys behind the scenes. Um, so I, I, I don't know that the heat are one of those teams, uh, that necessarily that, the, but again, and let's be honest with this, the, the heat, when we just talk about what's going on in the country right now, I mean, the heat ha- may have the coolest white players who have all spoken out, but they got a bunch of white players too, who are not as directly affected by this. Right. I mean, core yeah, white wow. players. Look how much it, <laughs> that'll right? help them now. Right. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, it, you can't get around it, right? I mean, they have guys who are not as directly impacted. It's like we, what Al says. Now, I, I, all of a sudden, you have a hero dropping out and, and saying that he's going he's gonna to commit the next three months to, to the social movement. Well, he's been active, but I'm just saying it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit the same place, okay? You know, for Gor- Goran's spoken out too, but it doesn't hit the same yeah. place. Myers has spoken out. Duncan has spoken out. But it, it comes from a different space than some other guys are dealing with this right now. So, so it's hard to say. All right, let's finish with this. Again, we said we wouldn't be able to go 30 minutes. It's an hour. Uh, let's finish with this. And again, follow our sponsors, uh, Gonzalez and Tybor, uh, bankruptcyisgoodforyou.com. Also, check out christophersbakery.com backslash five reasons uh, use that code five reasons and you'll get 15% off all the rest of our sponsors. What in a minute or less here, what is the end result? Alf, what happens season? Yeah, there's too much money at stake. End of the day is too much. They will play with, you know, <laughs> they'll play with 10 man teams and a bunch of replacement guys. Like you look and here's what, here's why none of, you know, guys, if they want to sit out and, uh, you know, devote themselves to social justice, which is awesome. I think, it'd be, you know, it's a, it's a great message. It's not going to stop the season. You saw what Mario Charles exactly. tweeted. Yeah. There's, there's a G League full of guys yeah. that would play in a second. They don't care about COVID. They don't care <laughs> about, you know, they probably they care about Black Lives Matter. They care about the protests. But at the end of the day, they, you know, they need, you know, uh, a livelihood. And one thing I think we're discounting is – all of us are itching to get out of the house and get back to our normal lives. These guys mm-hmm. are human beings. A lot of these guys, you you see their tweets, they just want to hoop. Like they're yeah. <laughs> like they want to play basketball. Okay. And it's that's why it's going to happen. It's too much money. There's there's too much momentum already. It's the only way it doesn't happen is if when they like I, the only thing else I, I I would see is like they start doing the testing going up into the season, mm-hmm. and thirty percent of the players have COVID. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to see, oh, we can't do this. And I mean, even if it's like 10, 15%, like it's, that's going to be hard to continue and go forward. Yeah. And I, yeah. and honestly, I don't think that's one thing I don't think we're talking about enough because that is not that unlikely. Like these oh, guys no, have been no, out. They've been happen. And the, the numbers, the numbers, we've said it from the beginning. You, you were looking at 50% of the country getting this thing. And so they're out. They've been protesting. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, you, well, I don't yeah. know. Well, and we talk about some guys who might like, you know, I mean, you look at uh, there, there was a report that there's one team in the Eastern Conference, a high profile team where there's a bunch of guys who are debating not playing. I, do you guys have a guess? Because oh, I, I have a I guess. I didn't see that. It was a report. I, I have a guess on this. It's the not first the one that comes to mind is Boston. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, that's yep. obvious because of Jalen Brown and, and how much work and, he's and, the and Marcus drove. Smart and uh, and that yeah I, I think it's Boston. I think it's Boston. That's just a guess, but I mean listen, but, if that happens, listen, I will not I wouldn't I would not talk shit about the Boston Celtics for so long. Like that is <laughs> that's just so like that's, aren't there aren't there aren't the obvious one though? Like I was going through it. It's it's, it's I doubt it's Milwaukee looking at the it could be Milwaukee roster. Giannis being out there and what happened to Sterling mm. Brown like two years ago, who's still on the team. Maybe, but I, Could be. I, I think it's Boston. I, it, Boston players have been very active. It's a young group. Um, I, I think, I think it's Boston. It's not, it's not Miami. It's not, I know it's not Philly, uh, but I, I, I think it's the Celtics and yeah, that, that impacts everything. And how let's close with this. How does that go over in that city? Okay. Oh in God. that city. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll care to do an impersonation of the, of the fans. <laughs> no, let Chris Joseph. I'm in, in, I'm in enough trouble already. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get you more trouble. All right, check out, like I said, all of our sponsors. Uh, you break it, wheelfix.com, 10% off four wheels, uh, refurbishment, get new wheels. Um, Got to check them out, check out the Vice Wheels. Go to our merch store. That's how you keep us in business. Go to our merch store at fivereasonsports.com. Thanks for joining us. Get the Black Lives Matter shirt. Black Lives Matter shirt, that's right. Uh, Where are the the proceeds going? All the proceeds go to Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights Camp. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great shirt. Looks great. Uh, Please be patient with uh, with the shipping from Printful. I've gotten a couple messages. We apologize. It's not us. us. Printful's operating at less than, what, 50% capacity because of COVID. They have to follow the same guidelines all other businesses do. So please be patient. Uh, remember that you put you purchase a shirt for a good cause, so don't get mad now. Yeah, basically, just so people know, they're running about when you included his business days, they're running about three weeks to a month. Okay, so about three weeks to a month before it's going to get shipped to you. So just anticipate that, hold tight, and I'm sure I'm going to get 50 messages tomorrow. Have a good night. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reasons for network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.